When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. As always, Cynthia Freeland joining us here uh, and brings a big smile to my face. Cynthia, how you, can you believe, I know I say this each and every week, but can you believe it's already week eight? Where has the time gone? You know what's so strange is my dog, it's almost his gotcha day. So it's almost been a full year of having my dog. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, it's crazy. His gotcha day is the fifth. So next Sunday. And I'm, I'm sitting here planning what we're going to do. What is Halloween costumes going to be? And it's just, I can't believe a year ago, I didn't even, I feel like I've, I can't like imagine my life without him. So that's how I, the passage of time, I'm like, oh my gosh, Gordy, almost the full year. I know. Isn't it crazy how you can't? And, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening right now. You don't have an animal. You don't have a pet. Maybe you have a child. Uh, it's all good. I don't envy you, but I totally respect you because I think probably the hardest job ever in the world is being a parent. But like, I can't imagine my life without my dogs. I can't. Like, I can't fathom. I can't wrap my head around. I can't understand. I can't, I can't see myself in existence without my pups. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. you have a pack, so it's just I wild to sit there and I, he's so cute. I love him so much. You finally got to sort of see him. So you know, <laughs> he's he is adorable. He's huge. Um, so, so really quick, cause you talked, you said a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. So you want to hear my, how I, I feel like I have the most creative Halloween costume ever. Let's hear it. And, and I will, and I will put it out there on social media at some point. So I bought a big pickle. <laughs> and I took two pickleballs and I put them in my groin area. <laughs> oh Jesus. So I am I am a pickleballs. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, only one thing better than one pickleball, it's two. If that's two, if that's, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, will be, that will be hitting social media <laughs> soon. So keep an eye out for it. All right, Cynthia, let's dive into it. Again, it's week eight. Let's start right here in our own backyard. The Jets going up against the Giants. Giants know Daniel Jones for the third game in a row. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. Uh, the Giants are, well, <laughs> at home. They're both at home. Let's be honest. Uh, but the Giants getting three. The over-under is 35 and a half. This has moved down. My play here is the under. I see this as like 13-10, 17-13. What say you? How would you play Jets Giants this week? Yeah, it, this is an interesting one because you know the Gi- the Jets defense is good at takeaways. So anytime you have a really good takeaway defense and questionable situations on offense, meaning not that I I actually think Tyrod Taylor is a great quarterback, but we've seen we've seen a lot of pressure on all the quarterbacks or both of the quarterbacks for the Giants. So with me, anytime there's like a defensive takeaway potential and pick six situation that seems more likely, 
I don't know that, that I feel like it could be like easily 36 points and you're like, Oh, come on. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, I actually think that Robert Sala gets his first uh, post by win, right? It's been two times. So people are like, Oh, he, Robert Sala, they've never won after the bye. I'm like, it's been two times and both times were the Patriots and relax. So no, I, I think that the, I think the, the one I like in this one is freeze hall to have more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley, maybe not necessarily total yards, but explicit rushing yards because this giants defense even even though they've looked better they're still 29th in epa against the run so expected points added like they're giving up a lot and Brees hall is seemingly the best option to keep zach wilson from having to be put in harm's way so i'm looking at that and saying i think that that's a better opportunity than rushing yards for saquon barkley now saquon barkley could have scrimmage yards that's higher but rushing yeah, I like it. And Saquon Barkley is big time utilized in the passing attack, uh, and understandably so. Patriots uh, coming off a surprise win against the Bills. Now they hit the road and they go to Miami. Miami nine and a half. Meanwhile, Miami coming off of a disappointing loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, the Eagles defense held the Miami Dolphins to one <laughs> offensive touchdown. One. Unbelievable but Miami plays a lot better at home. Tyree kill came out this week and said that he's going to play, but nine and a half points. That's a lot of points. Cynthia, the over under is 47. How are you playing this? If at all, I'm definitely, I don't think that like we saw a 70 burger, obviously from the dolphins, but there's no way they would do that to Bill Belichick defense. Just in general, I I'm looking at this game and thinking it's probably, I hate saying it's going to be like, not a super high scoring game because I love to see a lot of offense, but I'm very curious to see, you know, the, the way Bill Belichick can scheme against defenses, especially ones that he's familiar with and, and scheme against offenses that he's familiar with is really very, very smart. That's why when you saw the bills, like they were targeting the area where Matt Milano was not anymore. Daquan Jones was not anymore, et cetera. And I just think that there's enough meat on this bone there to keep it not ridiculously close, but I, nine and a half is weight. Like that feels too rich for my blood, but I do like individual player props in this. I think that I think this saw something for Ramondre Stevenson. It's like 30, 37 or 38 yards. I think that that's an over. I like, it's just some interesting ones to the, the some of the player props, especially on the side of the Patriots are overly low considering the Dolphins defense is vulnerable in certain areas. Carolina going up against the Houston Texans. As we know, Bryce Young, number one overall pick, going up against C.J. Stroud, who's outperformed him this season. If the season was to end today, I'd say C.J. would win Rookie of the Year. Uh, but Carolina, I think they're better than 0-6. They're getting 3.5 at home. The under-unders, 43.5. I like Carolina here. They're coming off of a bye. So is Houston. But Carolina now a new offensive coordinator. I don't know if the Houston Texans are going to really understand, know what's coming for them offensively. This might be my favorite play this week. Are you Ooh. with me, Caroline and Bryce Young? Interesting. Um, well, I'm watching this Brian Burns situation, and that is really impactful to me because I it, right now I believe he's questionable as of the time we're recording this. Brian Burns would mean so much to that defense, this defense that has given up all of the rushing yards, like they're very easy to run against, which helps CJ Stroud and the ball control situation. Then you're putting Bryce Young in a situation where he has to throw more often. Adam Thielen, I think is a good play for fantasy purposes, but 
I, I, and I think both quarterbacks are good. I don't like to think this is something where like, oh, we, we passed up on CJ Stroud for Bryce. No, 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 none of that. Get that out of there. I just don't necessarily trust the Panthers offense as a whole. Their run game's been inconsistent. Their O-line has just a bunch of flags, like littered with dirty laundry. And that makes me scared because the Texans defensive front has been really good and has been getting better. And that's like what D'Amico Ryans does. So I, I think it's, I would, I, I think three and a half, I think it's gonna be a very close game, two points, one point last minute field goal situation. I'm with you on that. So I would say with the points, I'm on the side of Carolina, but I, I feel like if I'm looking at just the who wins as a binary decision, to me, it's the Texans. Kansas City going up against the Denver Broncos. Kansas City has beaten the Denver Broncos 16 straight times, right? Uh, on top of that, this is a Denver Broncos team. Many people feel they're going to trade Jerry Judy. They're, they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, which is right around the corner. This is the line opened up at eight and a half. Now it's dropped down to seven. Why? And in the Denver Broncos at home getting seven, the over under is 47. Why do you think that is? Why do you think this line is dropping considering the, the success that Kansas city has had against Denver? And would you play this matchup? I think it's probably some people from Denver were putting some money on it. So they had to rebalance their situation. <laughs> but, but I think that, uh, what I'm, I, I think this is a very significant win by the Chiefs. And we can talk about how great Patrick Mahomes is. It never gets old. But the thing that we maybe aren't talking enough about is just how good the Chiefs defense is. The Chiefs defense is able to create pressures with just four. I mean, it's Steve Spagnuolo like, doing what he wants to do. He's being creative with his linebackers. Like New Yorkers know this all the time. That's where I think that they're going to run into some troubles scoring. So with the Broncos offense, that is, I, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's terrible. I'm not, you know, none of that. What I am saying is I do. And by the way, if you're looking for a fun prop to track, like there's a whole bunch of data that suggests that if a player truly is going to be put on the chopping block, they'll try to feature him that week to like showcase what someone else could be buying. So I don't know what Jerry Judy's numbers are, but you know, that could be a fun one to, as a trend wise to, to take the over on. Uh, I feel the best game on the slate is Cincinnati going against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm going to make a, a strong statement here. I feel that Sam Darnold gives the 49ers the best chance to win. I think Sam Darnold is the better quarterback on this roster. I think the 49ers royally screwed up with Trey Lance and they want the world to think that they found lightning in a bottle and a diamond in the rough with Brock Purdy. But you've got an offensive line now with the 49ers that's banged up, no Debo Samuel. And we saw why 31 other teams passed up on Brock Purdy more than once. Cause obviously, as we know, some teams had more picks than one in each round. So, you know, and and I know, again, we're recording this, so we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback, and and this is a Friday night, so reports out of San Francisco is that it's looking good for Brock Purdy, but again, Cynthia, I'll lay the five with Sam Darnold. I'm not going to lay the five with Brock Purdy. Am I crazy? No, I don't think so at all. I actually think, I think because of some other things, so the the total of the injury report to me actually needs to be taken into consideration because Trent Williams is a huge potential 
missing piece. And Debo being gone, if you look at Brock Purdy's numbers without Debo, he's pressured on almost six percentage points more dropbacks than when Debo is playing. So the pressure changes because he doesn't have that quick pass outlet that he turns to and looks to. So I actually think that this is a situation where despite the Cincinnati Bengals looking not like what we thought at the beginning of the season, I think that they go in there and I actually Ugh, I, I feel like the Bengals win this one. I It's ridiculous, but I think that the Bengals, their defense has not looked normal. They had this bye. They're, they, they're very good. If you look, go back and look at how the Browns beat them and how Minnesota beat them, it's, it's three safeties. Like put three safeties back there against Brock Purdy or this offense and, and, try to, and try to stop it. Now, Sam Darnold, I would like to see him for sure. Not, not because I want Brock Purdy to be hurt. Like, God, no, but. I would be curious to see how he operates in this because this is the best situation that Sam Darnold's been in. This is a great offense and he was a, a great quarterback. I haven't seen him play this year. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can say still is, but he's got the raw materials to make that thing happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this one ends because I feel like everyone's like science sealed, like the, the Niners can't lose three in a row. Like that's their, their mantra, their call, but I, I think they can. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of mind bending. Uh, Cincinnati on the money line, plus 185. You're plus, welcome. <laughs> plus 185. Um, as always, we like to, uh, well, really quick, your thoughts on the Lions. I, I mean, listen, they're lane eight, a very disappointing loss last week. I think they rebound against the Raiders. To me, this is a no-brainer. Like, like I'll lay the eight. In fact, I think this is a really good spot to tease them down to two. I, look, I, the Lions, when you go back and watch the Ravens game, and I actually asked, I asked Chase Daniel, I asked all of my, you know, all of my coworkers, am I crazy for thinking that, you know, when I go back and watch the first four drives for the Ravens offense, I mean, they called that thing like to perfection. And then you put the Lions in a situation where this is a normally very balanced run past team, almost 50-50 split. Now you're throwing the ball on 85% of plays. Like that's not what Jared Goff does best. That's not how this op offense operates. And by the way, David Montgomery, who's your pass blogger, he's not playing. So all of these things kind of compounded. It was kind of this perfect poop storm. It, it wasn't great as a Lions fan. I didn't like watching it. But going back, I will say I don't think that happens twice. And I think they have a much better focused plan to make Jared Goff succeed and and keep that run back the run pass balance there going as opposed to what we saw. The Ravens are just really good too. Like maybe we've underestimated the Ravens a bit. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You see her all over the NFL network. She kicks butt each and every day. As always, we like to end our segment with you talking some fantasy, getting folks ready for their matchups. Let's talk quarterbacks and some of the guys that might be flying low on the radar this week. Um, who are you eyeing? Who do you love? Well, I'm obviously, you know, look, I'm, I'm back into like, I feel like I'm back on my DFS kick here, but I, I think that for your price for DFS, to me, Geno Smith is the most optimal at only 6,000 fake dollars on whatever DraftKings. But like point being is I think he's got a really good situation, even though it's against the Browns, it's not a pick against, like I would never, let, let me be clear. The Browns defense is really good. And Miles Garrett scares the bejesus out of me. I just think that they have such a multiple offense that it doesn't matter what defense it is. It's strength versus strength and offensive strength in this case wins. 
I like Jared Goff going up against the Raiders, especially Love on that one too. Right. Uh, on Monday night at home. Why not? Um, I'd say Trevor Lawrence, but he just, uh, he just, uh, him talking about the terrible towel. He just jinked himself. You know that, right? Like, like, totally did. Like, that's, like, that's a thing. That's a thing. He just jinxed himself. Why did he do and, that? I don't know. I don't like, I'm like, I know women are more into superstition than men are. Oh, and like, Dak. We need Dak too, by the way. Dak Prescott's in a good spot here against the Rams too. Yeah, you do. You like Dak? Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because not saying Aaron Donald's not going to come for his life, but behind that, they don't have the ammo in the secondary that they used to have. I mean, they're missing Jalen Ramsey among a ton of others, but Jalen Ramsey is, is a big loss. Um, let's talk running backs. You mentioned Brees Hall. Listen, I, I think, I think both the giants and the jets run the heck out of the football. I think that's, what's going to be their game plan just on sure volume alone. I like those two guys. Who else do you like running back wise? I mean, Isaiah Pacheco has the best situation against Denver. I'm going a little bit more off the, like, if you're really like searching for a running back and especially in DFS, like there's a, a huge case to be made. So Damian Pierce has been the guy down there in Houston, but Devin Singletary is kind of on the come up here. And I think you could, especially in your season long, if you really get really stuck and you're in a deep league, that's one I would look at as well. How about Pierce Strong? I was fortunate enough. I was like, I couldn't sleep. Thank you, cortisol levels. And I was up at like three o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. And yeah and uh, yeah cortisol wait till you get there cynthia and um and so i i picked up pierre strong on like every single one of my leagues uh he's expected to get the boatload of the carries he's expected to be like the guy you know how much how much would you invest in him it's worth a shot i mean i like i he's in a decent spot like to me obviously again like I think Seattle's a good defense to run against if you're if you're I don't I don't love it in general just because it's like I don't know how long that'll last like it's punt play like what's going on here but like that's when you could look at uh, let's talk about wide receivers uh, Zay Flowers definitely has become the man with the Baltimore Ravens and we were just talking about how good they are um I, I really like him this week what, what who are some of the other wide receivers you're eyeing I'm going back to like playing some of the favorites that we talked about ahead of the season that maybe sort of fell off the Terry McLaurin's of the world, the Drake London's of the world. George Pickens actually has a good opportunity with the way this Jags defense plays. I love, I already told you like Adam Thielen a lot. And then of course, Nico Collins, I think sometimes people like forget about him. Maybe, I don't know. I don't forget about him, but you know, and he never, he, he's a guy who I feel like we don't talk about enough and he has a good opportunity because remember Carolina secondary is still missing a number of pieces. JC Horn's not there, et cetera. So there, and if, and if Brian Burns doesn't play even better opportunity. What about tank Dell? Like, I think people are sleeping on like tank Dell, the, 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 the uh, depth of separation that he creates for himself is insane he might be like a top five wide receiver in the nfl in regard to route running and speed and how he's able to create separation for quarterbacks to get him the ball he's like yeah he's i think like this time next year we'll really be talking about him even more this time next year and by the way i've been getting a lot of questions about like should i play calvin ridley or not 
And my answer is Calvin Ridley is still in my top 10 of wide receivers this week. So this is a Calvin Ridley like game because the way the Steelers defense operates. I just wanted to add that one. Yeah. I'm like, a part of me is like, should I play Calvin Ridley? Because the last two weeks combined eight total fantasy football points, eight, eight. And this is a wide receiver. I draft in the second round. Hmm. Uh Don't get me started. Last but not least tight ends. Who do you like? (laughs) Well, apart from the normal guys, right? I think the ones that you could take a look at this week, obviously I don't, uh, it's it's not great to pick against anyone against Baltimore, but Trey McBride seems to be getting a lot more looks and opportunities, especially with uh, Zach Ertz going on the IR. If you go, don't forget your Dalton and Dallas and Darren. Oh, so many D's. Dalton, Dallas, Darren, and David. All of them have so in Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, David and Joku, <laughs> and uh, Darren Waller obviously all have good opportunities and forecast really well and and evan ingram too so there's there's like a number of ones outside of the the usual guys how are you how are you doing first of all how many leagues are you in and how are you doing um i'm in six leagues and two are garbage two are really good and two could go either way so pretty evenly split i'm six and one in your league by the way i know i saw that i like that yeah just so you know just so you i've been hit with a little bit of an injury bug in a few of my leagues so my running back situation was a total nightmare, but anyways, we're good. <laughs> My friend, I adore you as always. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week. You're the Anytime. absolute best. Okay. Anytime. Cynthia Freeland joining us NFL network. Make sure you tune in, make sure you check her out. Best in the business. I'm Anita Marks, 98.7 ESPN. Still a lot more coming your way. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Start your tailgate early. And um, with myself and then, of course, Mike Tannenbaum will join the show as well. America's number one sports book. Brought to you by Wendy's. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef. <laughs> Boy, that takes me back. Do you guys remember, again, we got Julian and Chantel who are producing the show. You guys remember the commercial, where's the beef? Wendy's, where's the beef? The old woman. Uh, you guys... I don't remember that. Unbelievable. I, I knew most definitely not alive for that. Yeah, I, I, I knew that was coming. You guys, when the show's over, you guys, GTS, Google that, please. Uh, it, it's hands down one of the best commercials ever um, 
where's where's the beef? Where's the, yeah? It's you. You guys have to know that that it's like a it's a thing. You you have to know that commercial. Anyway, I I, <laughs> I know we've got to get to uh, to Fat Jack, professional handicapper. Before we do, I want to give you some of my college football plays. Uh, heading into uh, tomorrow's action. Um, I like Texas. I'm going to lay the points with Texas. It's quite a lot. It's 20 points, especially since um, Quinn Evers, their starting quarterback, is out. But I have faith in Murphy, who's their next man up. I know a lot of people would like to see Arch Manning play, but Murphy can manage the game. Last time I checked, Jonathan Brooks was in the backfield. He's still in the lineup. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. BYU's defense is dead last in the Big 12 in allowing total offensive yards. Uh, and, and also, listen, I, I also think this line is, is a little s- screwed because BYU's coming off of their best game against they beat Texas Tech by 13 points, but it wasn't necessarily because I, I think anything BYU did exceptionally well. I, I think Texas Tech really shot themselves in the foot. Five turnovers and nine penalties. So I do like Texas. I'll lay the points. Also, Georgia and Florida over 47 points. I'm going to be playing that. Uh, I think a lot of points are going to be scored on uh, on both sides of this rivalry game at a neutral site. Uh, both of their both of them are coming off of a bye week. They're rested. They're ready to go. The over is hitting four of the last five games with both these teams, and um, Georgia's ninth in the nation in scoring. They're averaging forty points a game. Florida, Florida is scoring twenty nine points a game. So I like the over. And last but not least. The game of the week, I saved it best for last, and that's the Utes, baby. Give me the Utes plus seven. I'm going to buy it up to seven. It's six and a half. I want it at seven against Oregon. They've won 18 straight at home. Um, Their defense has just been really tremendous. Uh, Offenses are only averaging 15 points a game against them. They're only giving up seven, eight rushing yards. Bo Nix and his Ducks, this is going to be really their, their biggest challenge yet defensively. And um, and I do believe that Utah is going to have success. Their rushing attack is going to have success against the Oregon Ducks' rush defense. So the Utes plus seven, Georgia and Florida, the over at 47, and also I'm going to lay the points with Texas. Uh, three top college football games heading into tomorrow. Again, everybody, thank you so much uh, for, uh, for, for tuning in to, uh, to Weekend Wager. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we're with you until midnight tonight. Hang tight. Fat Jack comes your way next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back. We can wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Fat Jack, as always, and uh, heading into, can you believe it's week eight? It's week you know, eight. I, I was waiting on the big home run week. And it took a while, longer than normal. But I'm on a 17 and two run, just incredible. Yes, you are. And just stupid, stupid good. But so better now than never. But yeah, I mean, when you start getting to eight, nine, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, you want at least that ten and two or eleven and one or something great to get you way above, you know, anywhere near even. Uh, it took a little longer this year, but you're right. I mean, a lot of these teams. I, it seemed like we had teams wanting to phone it in earlier this year. We talked about Arizona tanking, or this tanking thing's become a big thing. Um, uh, but yeah, now we're to the almost to the midway point. We've got teams really doing some inventory on what they are and who they are, and what you know what their future looks like. So, but you're right. It's been a very very fast couple of months. 
All right, let's start right in our own backyard. We've got the Jets and the Giants, the Battle of New York. Really, it's the Battle of New Jersey, but sh let's not tell anyone. Uh, the Giants news broke today that another week of Tyrod Taylor, the third straight game that Daniel Jones is going to miss. The over-under is at 35 and a half. This was at 36. It's now dropped yet again. How are you playing this one? Yeah, I, I said this last week. I don't really know that it matters a whole lot. I mean, the, the, the Giants were not getting good quarterback play no matter who's playing. So if they just get serviceable, it's a little bit like San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco is what San Francisco is, no matter who plays quarterback, honestly, unless you turn it over five times. I would say the Jet, the Giants are very similar, obviously not that level with the rest of the team, but they're Tyrod Taylor's going to be fine. So the play's on the under. I mean, I, I know it's going down, and I actually it's a little bit of sharp money coming in on the under. But eight of the last 11 Jets games have gone under. Five of the last five Giants, all five of the last five Giants games have gone under. You can't see a way that either of these teams want to open up the offense and do anything to put their quarterback in a compromising situation because that is a sure way to lose. Neither of these teams can uh, come from behind. It just It's not in their DNA right now with who's playing quarterback for both these teams to come from behind. And in the Jets' case, they have such a good offense – there's no reason to three and out, punt the ball away, take your chances, win something late or with the defensive score mistakes by the other team. So I think both these teams come with very similar philosophy. That's absolutely going to lead the total to go under. If it gets over, it's turnovers. It's somebody gets it on the five scoop and score that type stuff. So wouldn't play the side. Let all the old guys with the transistor radios complain about the three and outs and complain about the under and nobody's scoring and try to make your money on under the total. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I like the under here, here, under here as well. I jumped on it before it moved down. Um, if I was to play a side, I would lean toward the Jets, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Fat Jack. FatJackSports.com joining us. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the under is the play. Also, Bobby O, linebacker for the Giants. He's been a complete beast defensively. I'm going over tackles for him this week. That's my favorite prop bet in that matchup. Let's talk about the Dolphins going up against the Patriots. The Philadelphia Eagles hold the Miami Dolphins to one offensive touchdown. One. This is a team leading the NFL in red zone touchdowns with 21. And the Eagles hold them to one total touchdown all game long. Unbelievable. They're back at home in Miami taking on the Patriots, who upset the Bills last week. The Dolphins favored by nine and a half. A lot of points. The over-under is 47. Fat Jack, how are you playing this? Yeah, I was 5-0 and on Sunday, and New England was one of my plays. And I promise Woo! you, it was very difficult for people to walk up to the well. Pittsburgh was another one. You had to have some courage last week to go 5-0 and with me. Actually, with anybody. <laughs> The general public got hammered. Every bet over 70%, every one of those teams, all eight of them that had 70% of the money, none of them covered. You had to have some courage. We talked about that it was going to turn away from the public, go back toward the Sharps and the books, and that's exactly what happened. Now you get uh, this, and by the way, the Dolphins not, it was very predictable last week as well. I, I, I said them and Detroit both were not, were not rated willing. I'm not willing to take that step and put them in that next uh, echelon. With all that being said, this is a stylistic matchup that I think is going to be a problem for New England. They're going to be fine most of the time against teams that don't score a ton. 
and don't want to score a ton. But when you get the anatomy of a team like this, like a team that they're not going to play great defense, but they are going to get theirs most of the time. The recency bias we saw last week, do not overvalue – people overvalue what you saw seven days ago. Vegas has TV sets. Line setters have TV. They know what happened. Miami Dolphins offense is much more similar to what we've seen the first part of the year than what we didn't see this last week. Expect them to rebound. I love New England's defense. I think they're that's why I've been betting on them some is because they're in most games. But any type of shootout, it's a little bit like the Jets Giants. If you get one of these teams to turn it over, scoop and score, and they're down 10, the other team has very little recourse to come back. Very similar situation here. Any type of lead is going to grow exponentially based on the fact that New England does not have the type of offense to come from behind. I think Miami will get theirs against almost everybody on a weekly basis. That's a problem for New England. Five of the last six New England games have gone under. Five of the last seven in this series have gone under, but that was before this explosion of this Miami offense. Miami has covered five in a row in the series as well. So give me the Dolphins minus the points. Again, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk about this Carolina Panthers game. You've got the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, who's 0-6 with Carolina, going up against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. You've got Carolina at home getting three and a half. They're even getting the hook. The over-under is 43 and a half. You know, the, both these teams are coming off of a bye. I don't think this Carolina team is as bad as 0-6. I'm leaning towards Carolina. How are you playing this? Yeah, speaking of courage, I mean, you walk up to the window and say, give me Carolina, a team that has it covered and has it won. I mean, you've got to have some courage. But at this time of year, you need some courage because that's where the value is. Everybody watches what they saw and think that's going to continue. Here's the reality, Anita. There's not a t- there's been five teams in the history of the NFL to not win a game. Most teams cover, they go nine and seven to seven and nine. All right. Most 80% of the league, watch it at the end of the year, 80% of these teams will have a nine and seven to seven and nine against the spread cover rate. If you're over covering and over winning, you're getting value when we head into late October. Teams that are that are defeated do not have a win in the month of October or later also cover at about a 63% clip. So there's value based on the value created based on how bad these teams have been. And to your point, I th- we're not getting the worst team in the history of the NFL. You have a young team, young quarterback. Game is slowing down a little bit as it does for all great quarterbacks. And frankly, the best of this rookie class as far as production on the field at quarterback, he's not done a horrible job. I think this is the spot, the anatomy of them winning a game, which I believe they win. They're not going to be the sixth team ever to lose every game. I think they win. It's against a team that's not going to score a bunch. That's what Houston is. Houston's low scoring. Don't make mistakes. Deal with what you've got and don't put your guys in bad situations. That keeps the game close. Just takes a turnover here and there. I like Carolina not only to cover but to win. Very similar to when I came out last week. and People looked at me like I was on fire. When I said, yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh off the bye in that spot. Nobody wanted to bat it. It was one of the easiest plays on the board at the end. I like Carolina plus the points. I think they cover and win. I like it. I like it. And by the way, you get Carolina on the money line at plus 145. Plus 145. Let's let's talk about this Baltimore Ravens team. They're favored by nine and a half, Jack, on the road, heading to Arizona. Uh, The over-under is 44 and a half. Man. I just love Lamar Jackson. He helped me win a lot of fantasy football matchups last week. How are you playing this bad boy? 
Yeah, I mean, Arizona's been good, especially in the first half, for sure, of covering some numbers. And early in the year, whenever I thought they were tanking, they did nothing but cover. Since that, things things have kind of settled down for both these teams. Baltimore, um, I would say there's one in college, one in the NFL. Tennessee in college has been one of those teams between the 20s, getting everything done well and not converting in the red zone. That's what Baltimore had been to this point before they went overseas. Went overseas, and it, it, they started converting a little bit more. They were one of my five releases also, them and over the total on Sunday. I felt like they were due for that next step. They have all the pieces that are a little limited at receiver, but with Andrews and with what they've got going there and Lamar Jackson just playing a little bit more consistent, um, this is a team offensively that should explode a little bit going forward. Played them last week, played them the week before. I'm back at the well. You typically don't want to keep going the same well, but this team has done really well on the road. Five of their last six games they've covered on the road, and they're going to get against another team that if they get behind, they're going to have trouble coming back. I think Baltimore gets theirs against just about anybody right now the way they're playing, and I think they're going to score some points. That puts Arizona in a very uncomfortable situation, lay the number, and play Baltimore on the road. Last but not least, before we let you go, you're in Denver. Denver Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs who've won 16 in a straight. Now, what's really interesting against Denver, what's really interesting here is that this line opened up I want to say, what, eight and a half? And it's now dropped down to seven. I don't understand this. This is a Denver Broncos team. They very well could be close to a fire sales. We get close to the trade deadline. And they've been very kind to opposing quarterbacks. And Kansas City has the best quarterback in the NFL. Why is this line falling? How are you playing this, if at well, all? Yeah, a couple different ways or a couple different reasons. Number one uh, is Andy Reid and the, and the anatomy of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I talked about this a lot last year, and it has proven this year as well. When they play bad defenses, they go very conservative. They keep uh, um, Patrick Mahomes out of harm's way. They don't make him get in situations where he's going to turn the ball over and get hurt because they understand at any point they can be a little more aggressive, take some more chances, and get it done against bad defenses. Consequently, they stay under the total when they play bad to mediocre defenses. And this is not just this year. It's over about a two-and-a-half-year period. When they play good to great defenses, this team typically goes over the total because they know they have to open it up more, more imagination, more trick plays. I worry about the offensive makeup of this team right now, Kelsey being such a big part of what they do. Teams that do limit him or, God forbid, he rolls his ankle again, that's going to hurt them offensively. Combine that with the fact, Anita, that divisional games, the underdogs cover about 63% of the time this time of year. It's a very, very – games are a lot closer than people think. It's a win and move on. Andy Reid does not care about covering numbers. Look for a lower scoring gain up here at Mile High. Sunday, it's going to snow, by the way, uh, here in Denver. I'll be at this game. Uh, going to snow, a little bit of weather there. Lower scoring game is going to help a team catching a bunch of points. Give me Denver plus the points. Another one really, really hard to walk up and bet based on quarterback play and, as you said, uh, where the teams are overall. But in October specifically, there's value in finding these teams that look like they're dead to right because these players are playing for their jobs. They typically will outperform the market if they don't win the game. Interesting. Fat Jack, you rock as always. We're so grateful to have you on with us each and every week. Let the folks know out there, how can they find you? More picks, more plays. Yeah, everybody – Everybody gets exactly the same plays. They're emailed to you. They're texted. You don't talk to anybody. There's no upselling. And all those games are posted and documented under the results tab. Go to fatjacksports.com. Look at the results tab. What you'll see is a 17-2 and two run. If I was a scandicapper, somebody lying about that's what I would say I had. 17-2. and two. It sounds made up. 
It's so strong right now. But that's where we are. Six and two Saturday, five and zero oh Sunday. Had Minnesota Monday. Had Buff uh, under in the Buffalo game and under the Laker game last night. 3-0 to start the NBA season. It's all posted there. Go to FatJackSports.com, $149 through Monday or $499, which is less than 100 bucks a week when you sign up just through the month of November. Great time to get signed up. Start turning a profit, betting the games against the spread. Love it. Still more coming your way. We can wager here on 98.7 ESPN.